0: Welcome to the Be In The Room podcast, where we celebrate women of action who rebel against the status quo and create their own version of success. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, and let me tell you, I have been told countless times that I am too much, too loud, too opinionated, and was constantly encouraged to stay small to fit in. On this podcast, we celebrate living out loud, the art of reinvention, and being unapologetic in your quest for joy and happiness. Let's dive in. All right, hello, and welcome back to the Be In The Room podcast, where today I'm very excited to be here um, with my friend and fellow Be In The Room member and one of our incredible speakers at The Ultimate Upgrade, Caroline Milton, and she is a burnout and change management consultant, and if that doesn't sound like something we all need right now, <laughs> I don't know what does, but uh, when I asked Caroline to to speak at The Ultimate Upgrade, I knew she had kind of evolved over the years. She had a professional career, um, was doing some health coaching, but really felt called to at least the way I understand the story, really help with change management, burnout, stress. Um, and so much of that comes from her own personal experience and her own personal story. So you're going to hear more of
1: that today. So, Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you, Ryan. Oh,
0: I know. I, I'm very, very excited. So I told everybody my perception of what you do. So why don't you tell me what you actually do? <laughs> Your story and how you wound up in this very specific niche because it's obviously so important, but it's super specific.
1: Well, uh, we could you know start the story from the very beginning, but uh, I, I'll start it at the end of my corporate career. Actually, I, I was working in manufacturing as a maintenance and engineering manager. My background. From an educational standpoint, was as a biomedical engineer, but all of my work experience was in industrial engineering. And I worked for several large food and beverage manufacturers across the country and had achieved a a pretty significant level of success in the first decade of my career. And I was very proud of that success, but it came with a price tag and that price tag was my health. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I was in the emergency room in the summer of 2017 and, and the doctor issued me a very stern warning that I needed to change my habits, especially as it related to stress and sleep. Uh, otherwise I would be paying a more significant consequence down the road. And I really took those words to heart. I wasn't very happy in, in that job at the time. And so I set out on a plan to to leave that job and take some time to really understand from a health standpoint, why had my body failed me? I felt like such a failure. And this is something I hear with so many women that I work with is that they feel like a failure, that somehow they weren't equipped to be Superhumans, right? That that common trope for for working moms, especially that I don't know how she does it all. She must be a superwoman. And right. uh, and when we fail to be that, we feel like such a failure. So I dug into health, and I, as you said, I, I got my health coach certification. And originally, I just thought I'm going to help people get healthier. And the more that I really sat with this, the more I realized. It isn't just about teaching people what macronutrients are and how to squeeze in 20 minutes of exercise into their day. Those things are important, but it's really about the giving yourself permission to be human and recognizing that no human can just push through stress and not address it. Stress is such a core underlying factor to so much of what's going on with us individually and as a society. And I myself had no stress management awareness or knowledge. You know, I was really just checking the very Standard boxes of regular exercise and and not realizing the things that were contributing to stress and how to truly deal with stress. Uh
0: So, the more I got
1: into stress, the more I realized I can't talk about stress without addressing burnout. And as I was learning more and more about the experience of burnout, I realized how much diversity and inclusion folds into that and change management folds into that. And so now, I'm a strong believer that I should uh, show up in the room in the role that I'm meant to, and that's why I, I pursued change management. Because for those who are listening, you can't see my face or my skin tone, um, but I am Caucasian, and so I, I don't I don't represent the need for an organization to understand diversity and and inclusion as much as uh, some of my peers might. So that's where I landed, and now I help organizations retain their talent through really shifting their culture to one that, uh, that is preventative when it comes to burnout and that has a healthy relationship with stress.
0: I love your story and I feel it's so important. So for the person who's listening to this right now, and again, you said a lot of things and we could spend a lot of time, a lot of time here, and and you will, I know in your, your talk at the Ultimate Upgrade and those of you that will get to be there and meet Caroline in person, what I love about her is how passionate you are about what you do and how important it is for you to live in your truth, which I think is really powerful. But when someone's like, okay, cool, I get it. Like stress management is important, but my life is stressful. I'm a mom, I'm running a business, or I'm, you know, I have a high demand career, or I have a spouse who travels and I'm, you know, constantly the one at home managing the things. That person's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stress management sounds great, but my life is stressful. How do you approach
1: that woman? So I, of course, with an attitude of understanding, yes, that is stressful. And the thing about stress is that it it doesn't discriminate, right? Like everyone experiences stress and there is no comparative stress. When you experience stress, it causes the same impact at a physiological level, and it causes the same sequence of hormones to be released in your body. And so it's easy for us to say, oh, well, I'm not dealing with this, so I can't claim to be stressed out. Uh, But the truth is that stress happens, and the same thing happens when you experience stress. The problem is that most of us think about stress management as stressor management, so we think about how do we eliminate the things that are causing us stress? Right. And for that woman who says, my life is so stressful. So stop telling me to take bubble baths, right? <laughs> stop telling me right. to go on date night twice a week. My life is so stressful. Right. Where we start is every day you need to close your stress cycle. Every day you need to address the fact that you're your body has gone through this process of releasing adrenaline and noradrenaline and cortisol. And in order to complete that stress cycle, it needs to release dopamine and serotonin. And so every day in a small way, you can complete your stress cycle. So the three, three main pillars of my business are Dealing with the stressors, dealing with the stress and ensuring that your nervous system is fluctuating nicely, modulating back and forth between its two different branches. That's really how you build your resilience is through those three things.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that like you're well aware that like removing all the stressful things in our life is probably not an option, but it's instead equipping people with tools to manage those things. So they're not constantly living. In that heightened hormonal state that heightened, you know, the way I've heard it described as, you know, like total disconnection from like your nervous system and those types of things So you try to give people. And one of the things that you had said one day, um, somebody had asked a question in our Slack channel with me in the room asking about, I forget what the question was, but your
1: answer was that you close the stress loops every day. What does that mean? So every day I ensure that I have found some way in a healthy manner, right? Healthy meaning as few negative consequences as possible to release my dopamine and serotonin. We do that through laughter. We do that through affection. We do that through creative expression, physical exercise. We do that through positive social interaction. We even do that through crying, right? i watched this is us. And at the time of the recording, we have not gotten to the season finale, but I always cry. Right. And then I always feel better after that show. It's like a weird mixture of um, sadness, but also relief because crying does release serotonin and dopamine but yet we think i can't cry right i I can't show that emotion so every day i try to make sure that i'm doing something to complete that stress cycle and if i get to the end of the day and i haven't done it i'm like honey we're cuddling for the next 10 minutes in bed because uh that affection can be a simple way of closing the stress cycle at the end of the day
0: Uh, Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think it, Everyone was like, "What is that? What do you mean? Tell me more about that. How do I do that?" Like everyone was like, "That's not anything we've heard before, right?" Like mm-hmm. again, so many people tell us to take a bubble bath or go on a date, and what you're saying is like, go for a walk, cuddle with your spouse, laugh with your kids, play a game, watch a TV show, have a good cry, right? Like it doesn't have to be these really big things. And I think that that is one of the things. And I know, Caroline, it's why you're a member of Being the Room, and one of the reasons why Being the Room is so important to me is because I think we are. Striving for this balance in life that doesn't actually exist. And some days it's just implementing the tools that we can to survive and understanding that, you know, everything is a season. At least that's kind of the way I look at things. It's like, hey, this is a season. I have small kids. I know you have a little one, right? Like, this is a season. And the stressors will look different when my children are seven and nine than they do at three and five. And they'll look different at 15 and 17. God help us, you know. So it's like, you know, managing those seasons instead of beating ourselves up because we can't make time for, the luxurious bubble bath, or we don't have a babysitter to do date night, or it's not in your budget to do date night every week. Right. So thank you very much for sharing that. So then how does this impact an organization? So we've talked about the personal piece, which is obviously what we're going to hear more from you in the ultimate upgrade. You're going to give us some personal tools as individuals, but for those of us that are either leading teams or leading organizations, how does, how does
1: this conversation relate to the workplace? This is my soapbox because (laughs) because we're so fixated on productivity, right? I understand we live in a capitalist society. Productivity is very important, but productivity is the measure of output versus input. And when we're only focusing on the input as being head count and not uh, what the head is having to contribute to that, then we're losing focus of something that's very important in that science is showing Inadequate sleep leads to more errors. It leads to higher uh, loss of product due to mistakes, higher rates of injury in the workplace, which then translates to workers' comp. Indirect medical expenses are much higher with higher rates of stress in the workplace, higher rates of burnout. It costs money to staff your team over time because people are out sick. Right. There are so many direct and indirect costs. One of the biggest ones replacing staff that leaves, right? We were in this great, resignation, the great reshuffle, and and people are changing jobs, that's really expensive to an organization. And so when we talk about creating this culture that has a healthy relationship with stress, then we're really being intentional about how we interrupt stress throughout the day, throughout the workday, how we ensure that we're giving our employees opportunities to rest to replenish themselves and bring their best selves back to work the next day. There are two major types of stress. There's acute stress which is time domain of under 2 hours and then there's chronic stress time domain greater than 2 hours. And there is proof that in that time domain under 2 hours stress causes neuron growth. So your brain is getting stronger, right? And your memory is getting stronger and once that stress leaks past the two-hour point, Then we start to lose memory. Then we start to experience higher inflammation in the body, more distraction, loss of focus. So even taking a step in your team to say every two hours, you need to get up. You need to go for a walk. You need to shake your body, you know, rev it up a little bit. That is a first step in managing stress for your work team because you're giving your employees an opportunity to say, hey, I'm disrupting this stress cycle. And I'm ensuring that this deadline I'm trying to hit does. Doesn't cause inverse effects where it's now taking me longer or more tries to get the quality of product that I could get if I weren't stressed out.
0: Um, it's so funny you say that because I, as I look over the corner, which again, you guys can't see this story listening. I just bought um, a rebounder, which is, you know, the equivalent of like a little kid's trampoline, but actually holds adult weight, which was encouraged to me for that same reason for energy management. So whenever you are feeling frustrated or down or you feel your energy dipping, it's, you know, turn on some fun music and go get on the rebounder for 10 minutes. And, you know, obviously a walk is great and all those different things, but depending on where you live, you know, weather wise, we're not there yet at the time of this recording, but, you know, in August in Kansas city, I'm not going for a walk at three o'clock in the afternoon because you sweat when you step outside. So, you know, having that space to do that. And it was such an easy thing to do. And everyone's like, you know, sometimes we feel like this, these workouts or exercise has to be so monumental or so long, but like the research shows, and you can confirm or deny this, at least from what I've read that like five to 10 minutes, like is, is enough if you can physically move your body and, connect to yourself in that way is enough to kind of shift that energy, um, which I was totally unaware of. And I'm a former athlete, which I know, you know, where in my head, it's like long workouts are the only ways to, you know, get results, but there's more and more data showing that that's actually not true. So, you know, my husband literally just put it together yesterday. I haven't even stepped on it because in my head, it's still like a kid's trampoline. I'm like, am I going to break that? (laughs) But it'll be fine. The kids haven't noticed it yet. So, (laughs) so yeah, I think that's really amazing. And, um, you're so right about, productivity and I mean, we even experience ourselves, but we live in this culture where, yeah, it's like, oh, we got to work harder. And um, so I'm really big on, you know, giving my team that space to even work how they need to work to be effective. Because I'm a morning person, and, but Jess, my marketing uh, manager, is not. She likes nights. That's how she's more productive. She's like, once I put my kids to bed, I can get more done. I'm like, cool, work on the, the you know, in the circadian rhythm that works best for you. And so that seems to have worked well for us as an organization. How do you feel about like companies owning that, right? Like, are you seeing more larger organizations owning the flexible schedule as far as letting people work when their brains are best? Or are you seeing companies still really latch on to like nine
1: to five feels important? Well, I think we're seeing more, more ownership. And at least with a lot of the organizations that I work with, they're working around the world, right? I just led a, a training the other day with people from Every continent, nearly probably, except for um, Antarctica. And so, when we're supporting different time zones, we c- we cannot be working all day long. And so, I think organizations are starting to realize, hey, we need to give our employees autonomy. And that is a crucial component of burnout prevention in the workplace: is autonomy. You know, autonomy does not come on day one, right? There has to be partnership between the employer and the employee to build that trust and then work towards that autonomy. But autonomy is such a key part of employee retention and high performing teams and really feeling like the work that you're doing is impactful. And I have so much hope and excitement for the future because our workplace is continuing to diversify, right? We we have more voices represented in the room. Even in our Be in the Room program, we have more uh, Mm -hmm. diversity in ideas and beliefs and and so on and so forth. And so with this increase in diversity, we have to challenge ourselves to provide a greater sense of belonging, recognize people for their competencies and allow people that autonomy, right? And it's change. And that's why... I came back to change management was like, oh yeah, we're uncomfortable with what we don't know, right? And change takes time to happen. So let's give people the opportunity to really shepherd through that change and recognize what's possible at the end of this road, right? Once we get through this tunnel uh, and how we can serve more people with better ideas because we have greater diversity. Yes.
0: I love that, and I love how you include because I think sometimes diversity and inclusion, especially both of us being white women, right? Like you know, it's hard for us to to fully understand that. But what I'm hearing you say is, it's not just diversity in race and culture; it's diversity in experience, it's diversity in skill level, it's it's all those different changes or different faces or viewpoints that are really, um, really important and powerful. And so I think that that's a good point. I'm not sure I've ever heard it put that way, right? When you say diversity and inclusion, I obviously go to the the, the typical things that we see as far as, uh, you know, race and gender and those types of things, you know, sexual orientation, etc. But in your mind, it's like, Hey, sometimes it's just a change in pace, a change in conversation, a change in skill level, a change in, com- you know um, that I think is really cool. So I love this topic and I'm just so grateful that you are um, going to be speaking with us uh, at the ultimate upgrade. So um, when I came to you and I was, Hey, I really like you to speak at this event. What about it was exciting to you? What made you say yes to this opportunity?
1: Well, I, I have a heart for, Entrepreneurial minded people, right? That's why you and I connected uh, next to each other at a dinner table many years yes. ago. But I, I don't necessarily serve entrepreneurs. However, we're building a new workforce, right? We are we are reimagining the workforce, and be in the room and your event are all about what does work look like as we move forward, right? Women especially are becoming so entrepreneurial and challenging the status quo. And I wanna be able to be a resource that says, hey, let's think differently about how you build teams and how you think about the ways that you're working so that you can retain your teams, right? So that your talent doesn't wanna leave you and that they're excited to work for you and their values align with you. And just to truly ensure that women continue to be at the table or in the room. Mm -hmm. I was so convicted in my business when I learned that 50% of women in engineering leave their field by the 12-year mark of their career. That was astounding to me because we're already so underrepresented in engineering and then we're leaving, right? And I was like, what can I do to ensure that 30 years from now, when I'm ready to retire, that the room is full of Female faces and and yes. beliefs, you know that that whole uh, diversity and inclusion piece coming back, but just ensuring that that we have that representation as we move forward. That's that's so important. That's the pinnacle of what I do.
0: Awesome. I love that. And it's, it's such a huge part of why, again, I ask you to be at this event because I do feel like your viewpoint is different, right? A lot of people um, in our ecosystem are very entrepreneurial, which I know you are as well, obviously, but you see things with a different lens. And I think that's really powerful for us as leaders, for all the reasons you just described to say like, Hey, I was a female in manufacturing and engineering. Like I have actually sat in the seats um, that we are trying to change. And to me, that's so inspirational for so many reasons. So, so everyone's going to get to meet you that is, is coming to and hear from you. Um, it's coming to the ultimate upgrade, but for people who either want to get to know you a little bit better beforehand or unfortunately aren't able to join us, where can they hang out with you online?
1: Please connect with me on LinkedIn. We'll have uh, the, the ability for you to do that, but mm-hmm. I am active on LinkedIn. That's where I share a lot of my content and I go live weekly there to talk about these very things. How do we manage stress individually and organizationally for the future of work? Uh, Also, you can uh, connect with me on my website, MiltonCC.com, and you can send me messages there, or you can check out some of my services that I offer to teams and to individuals.
0: Awesome. Well, Caroline, thank you for your time. Thank you for saying yes um, to being present at The Ultimate Upgrade and sharing your genius and your heart with us. And thanks again for being here. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Be in the room podcast. We love spending time with you every single week. If you loved this podcast, we would absolutely appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review and share this with another woman of action who wants to rebel against the status quo and become the best version of herself. See you next week.